Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is uh, Monday. It is October 31st, and it is the final day of this month. And we'll look to see what that brings us here in just a few moments. And uh, Dave will join us. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in this world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control. But we can control how much risk we have in our portfolio. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help you walk through that process to make sure that the amount of risk you have lines up with the amount of risk that you really need. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. And Dave will join us here in just a minute. I'm Morning Dave. We're at 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street did to you over the weekend and likely to do to you today. Check in with our usual pro on the case. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is here on the phone. Philip, good morning. I hope you had a good weekend. Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well today. Today is the last day of October, and we're going to finish up the first month of this quarter and, uh, you know, I got to say, Friday was uh, a barn burner day, a nice day. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe we can follow through today. Yeah, good golly, Miss Molly. It was a big one. Everything was up by uh, like two and a half percent. The Dow was up on Friday about 829 points. Standard & Poor's was up by 94. And the NASDAQ was up by 310 points. It's almost enough to start playing Happy days are here again, and here's one of those weird things that happens when your uh, indexes are in the toilet to start a month. The Dow is uh, cruising for a gangbusters October, I gather. Huh? Yeah, they, they are, and uh, one of the headlines I saw this morning was that uh, the Dow today, if it keeps going the direction it is going, um, could have the best month ever since 1976. Hadn't started completely in the bottom of the commode on the first of October. I'd call that a really great thing, but, it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still going to go down in history. And you know, the brokers are going to have a lot of fun promoting that down the line. Uh, you know, I, uh, talking about the indexes, my cynic in me still says Wednesday afternoon about 2 p.m. when the Fed announces their next three quarters of a percent interest rate bump. A whole lot of this euphoria is just going to go straight down the crapper. Wouldn't you agree? You know, I would think so. But, but let's look at the other side of the coin, right? Surely everybody that's trading stocks right now knows that that's coming this week, right? I mean, who doesn't think we're going to at least get a three-quarters percent increase? You you have way too much faith in traders on the floor <laughs> of the exchange <laughs> That's what we figured the last time they did three quarters of a percent. Look what happened then. <laughs> just, just, to, uh, just to give everybody a point of realism, we've got two more meetings for the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee this year. One starts tomorrow, and we get the results on Wednesday. There'll be another one in the middle of December. And a piece I was reading in one of my tip sheets over the weekend I found kind of interesting. Something we got to remember. The Open Market Committee's composition changes the first of next year, we rotate a few Fed governors out, stick a few more in, and the expectation is that the new members that will be going into the Open Market Committee and voting on interest rate increases are likely to be more dovish 
than the ones that are currently on it. So the columnist that I was re- that I was reading said that his expectation was that the hawks we've got running the uh, Fed right now are going to take advantage of the fact that they've got some cohesiveness and opinion, and we're going to get a couple of big whacks now before the end of the year. So if you like three quarters of a percent this week, wait until the middle of December and expect another three quarters of a percent. What's that do to your morale? Man, I'm telling you, and and because you know, and that's a big deal. Dave, because when the Fed originally started talking about interest rate hikes, we knew we knew we had some big ones, uh, you know, a couple, three or four big ones in a row. But then the indication was when we came to that last one of the year that it would not be as monumental as the big ones, uh, thinking that it would be maybe a quarter well, you know, maybe a half a percent, depending upon what was happening. And so your little insight there tells me that that may not be what really happens because of the makeup of the board. It could, and it actually makes some sense. I mean, we've got some people that are dedicated hawks right now on the committee. And if they figure that the people that follow them are going to be wusses and ease back, well, they're going to look at December and saying, this is going to be our last chance to fix this, fix this turkey. Let's go for it all while we're at it. And that just brings my nightmares back up there because what I've been preaching you know, for months now is that it takes five or six months for an interest rate hike to take hold as bonds mature, bonds end up renewing at the higher interest rate, and everything begins to take hold. We really haven't seen much of an impact yet from the first big interest rate bump. And now we're going to have like four more before we even feel the impact of the second one. I mean, uh, Philip, I don't see yeah. anything other than a 1981 recession coming our way off of that kind of aggressive rate increases. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. I mean, I think it's just crazy that the Fed cannot um, slow down the process. If they want to speed it up, they, they should have been with you and I, you know, two, two and a half years ago when we said they should start raising interest rates a little here, a little there. Um, but they've let the, the horse out of the barn now. They, they've got to... Uh, if they want a soft landing, they've got to slow this thing down. Otherwise, it's going to be a uh, space shuttle impact here. Uh, and that, that, that is the fear. I mean, uh, this is kind of a role reversal for the two of us. Normally, I'm the one with the rose-colored glasses on, but I'm a little bit leery about this just on the delayed effective interest rate hikes on the reference interest rate. And if we start looking at 8 8.5% mortgage rates, I mean, even even markets like ours, where things have been holding up pretty doggone well, are going to be looking at cruising for a bruising. They they will, and and I saw a headline. I didn't get. I read part of the article, not the whole article, but they were very emphatic that uh, 2023 was going to be a. They didn't use the word dismal, but I will a, a dismal year. That is going to be very very uh, not just volatile, but you know higher and higher interest rates that um, that we would be into another recession if you say that we have come out of one, right? So, I mean, there's that, there's that indication. We had two down quarters. It looks like so far this quarter or the third quarter is going to be up. Um, so if you think we're, we're heading out of it, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I think from what I'm reading that there's a very, very good possibility that we're going to get thrown definitely into a stronger recession in 2023. Like I said, 
said, nightmares of the early 80s go through my mind. Uh, PCE inflation out last week, almost no easing on the personal consumption expenditures index. And that's the thing that Paulson and his uh, henchmen of the Federal Reserve's call their reference rate. Uh, Word out of Europe is that this global inflation issue is uh, not exactly on our shores only. You darn near made me drop my false teeth when you shared with me a report about what's happening over in Europe. Yeah, Europe, um, the Eurozone, the whole European nation uh, as a whole saw inflation go up 10.7% last month. Now, that's a huge year-over-year number. Uh, when we look at that, and I was I was kind of scrolling through the article that uh, this one really caught my attention, Italy's inflation rate above 12%. That's uh, Those are just some crazy, crazy numbers. Sound starts sounding like the stuff we were hearing out of South America for a few years when they were having hyperinflation, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, that's uh, that, those are just some huge numbers to have to overcome. Absolutely. So we're kind of cruising the edge of a cliff this week, not knowing for sure what's going on. But there was a lot of euphoria on Wall Street earlier this month, as in up through Friday of last week. Now we're looking at what's going on this week, and for a slow start data-wise, we got a barn burner week, and the Federal Reserve interest rate decision is only part of it because it's also going to be employment week, isn't it? It, it is. If we look, you know, we don't have much coming out today at all. Uh, tomorrow, we don't get anything until after you and I are on the radio. Um, about 10 o'clock, things will start coming out. Uh, Wednesday, we do get ADP. That number comes out. That'll be important. Mm-hmm. Then FOMC meeting, that's the Federal Reserve meeting, comes out um, on Wednesday at 2. That's going to be a market mover right there. Thursday, we got our normal jobless rates and uh, more in terms of unemployment cost. Um, and then Friday, we got non, non-farm payrolls and the official unemployment rate. And it's going to be a real interesting week. I'm expecting the charts to look like a seismograph three, four, five times during this week. Uh, Talking about earnings season going on, Monday is, of course, relatively on the quiet side. Just a point of trivia. We poked so much fun at all the meme stocks, the way GameStop got uh, bid right up through the ceiling by those uh, turkeys on Reddit that decided to have some fun with it. Just a point of perspective, uh, it's kind of fallen out of favor of late. It's way down from where its peak was. However, if you were one of the smart people that owned uh, that owned GameStop way back in the uh, early part of uh, 2021, for instance, you were owning a stock that was worth about a buck, buck and a half at most. Even after bidding its way up close to $100, it's kind of settled in and is holding on around $26, $28 a share. Maybe the uh, meme guys did some good overall. I just found that a point of trivia kind of interesting. The <laughs> meme stocks got bidded up, but when they fell, they didn't fell as far as they had before either. That, that's Well, I guess those guys that bought it and held on to it, they uh, they got a little reward out of it, right? There's a point of trivia. No, absolutely nothing more than that. It's one stock, and God knows GameStop isn't exactly a, an economy mover, but I found it interesting. Anything come out this morning of value that we could talk about as far as pre-market releases? You know, the only thing I saw that earnings-wise that came out is XPO Logistics. And, um, you know, their logistics firm helped move a lot of times in the freight industry. They're in there helping, uh, you know, manage truckloads and where they're going and how they're going to get there. Um, They did beat uh, by 10 cents a share revenue top forecast as well. 
Um, and so they're up this morning about 1.8%. That's really about all we've got this morning on that front. It sounds to me like we could use some green ink on some of the issues because after a uh, big week yesterday on Friday, it doesn't look like we're going to keep the momentum going based on the futures. 45 minutes early, where are we going? So right now, Dave, you are absolutely correct. We've got some some red ink out there right now. The Dow is actually down a half a percent. The S&P 500 is down six-tenths of a percent. And the, uh, the, the NASDAQ 100 is down almost three-quarters of a percent. So everything's moving downward motion this morning, even on the commodity side of the coin. Dave, we've got silver down a half a percent and gold's down a, about a quarter of a percent. Crude oil is uh, down from that high number we saw last week, down 1.6% to right now $86.52 a barrel right now. All right, but do keep in mind, we're not going to see that reflected in the gas pumps because tomorrow morning at uh, midnight, as a matter of fact, the price of gas in Florida is going to go up by 25 cents a gallon. So you need to make sure you go fill it up today, right? Yeah, the gas tax holiday ends as of the end of the day today, so top off your tanks, people. <laughs> I, I say that because I topped mine off over the weekend, so I'm not going to be into the crowds. Over, overseas markets, mixed bag in Asia at the close at 6 this morning. Japan was way up. The other two mainland Chinese markets were a little bit more quiet. Uh, Hong Kong was off by over a percent. Europe is kind of looking at, yesterday, at uh, Friday for us and saying, well, maybe we can make it through this thing. They're generally up midway through their day. Keeping track of your 401k, your IRA, and your retirement investments can be real difficult. It's better to just let them sit and have a plan so that you know you're sticking with what you're planning on doing. How do I get that plan with little help from you, Philip? Dave, our core retirement design helps people really and truly sit down and design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 863- 382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning with all the news it's fit to talk about and a little bit that isn't, I guess. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day. All right, man. You too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, it's time to plan for your retirement with our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Until then, have a great day.